Once again to the podcast Inner City Spirit with your host, myself, the Reverend Hannah Elizabeth Atkins Romero, Rector of Trinity Episcopal Church in Houston, Texas. And we have two amazing guests with us today. One is a musical guest from our very own jazz uh, ensemble, and the other is our interviewee and theologian, assisting bishop in the Diocese of Texas, Bishop Hector Monteroso. I met Hector Bishop Monteroso when uh, we worked together on a theological commission for Central America, he on the part of Guatemala, where he worked as a priest and where he grew up and where he was born, and me from the Diocese of El Salvador, where I was working at the time. Hector went on to become Bishop Hector in the Diocese of Costa Rica, uh, where he served for over a decade faithfully. Bishop Andy Doyle from the Diocese of Texas invited him to come and serve in this large diocese to help us out, and he graciously agreed and has been here for a few years. I am grateful to call him bishop and friend and grateful for the support he's given so many of us in so many ways. Our musical guest is Palayo Parlade, and he is the co-director of the Trinity Jazz Ensemble, which in regular times you can hear every Sunday at Trinity for the 1230 Jazz Gospel Service. Palayo is from Spain and loves to introduce us to some of the artists from that amazing country. And he recorded this instrumental improvisation called La Saeta during Easter. And it's based on the song written by singer-songwriter Joan Manuel Serrat, who is from Spain, and the lyrics are by the poet Antonio Machado, and Palayo considers that it has a Holy Week and Easter theme, and it is very popular in Spain. So thank you, Palayo. Thank you, Bishop Hector. And let's get on and reflecting with the fourth station. Station of the Light or Station of the Resurrection 
is the risen Lord, the risen one, appears on the road to Emmaus. It's from Luke 24, chapter 15, 25 through 27. The scripture reads, It happened that while they were conversing and debating, Jesus himself drew near and walked with them. But their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. And he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are! How slow of heart to believe all that the prophets spoke! Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them what referred to him in the scriptures. Bishop um, Monteroso, I want to thank you so much for making time in this um, busy season of um, analyzing um, all the next steps for the pandemic and should we and when should we reopen churches. I just want to thank you for making the time to um, to be with me today, and it's really um, a joy and a pleasure to speak with you. Mm-hmm. So the first question um, I'd like to begin with is simply how you have you been doing during the pandemic? Um, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Like many people, I'm working from home. I have the feeling that the days are short and long at the same time. <laughs> yes. They are short because there is a lot of work many virtual meetings and many processes of communication with the clergy and other people. At the same time, I feel like they are long in confinement. Mm -hmm. After the first week of working safe at home, I was better able to adjust to the schedule and to separate work from home routines. During the work day, I take five minutes break every hour. Mm-hmm. I get up and work a little since it is not convenient to spend so much time sitting in front of the computer. Yeah. <laughs> in, in the area where I live in Houston, there are many trees. Mm-hmm. And it seems that this is the nesting season of bir- for birds. So there are many birds oh. in the surrounding trees in the afternoon. And I like to see them. One of my favorites is the cardinals. It is impressive how the two parents accompany the young birds to feed and protect them, encourage them to fly from branch to branch, and are always alert to any danger. Parental love is a general feeling in all of nature. Last week we celebrated Mother's Day. Yes. And I would like to send mothers who listen to us a special greeting. The love of mothers is the closest image we have to the love of God. I'm fine. But every day 
I have a feeling of concern. Mm-hmm. This time is difficult for many people. It affects us all differently. Some have lost their jobs. Some have lost businesses. Some are sick. Some have lost a loved one. Yeah. And some have lost their lives. This is a time of suffering in which we all need to be together despite the distance. We need to be loved and feel safe and protected. Something very joyful that I have experienced during this time has been the possibility of being able to speak more frequently with my mother. She lives in California. Mm-hmm. Before quarantine, I call her once every 15 days. It's bad for us. That was for me. But now, I talk to her every night. Yeah. My, <laughs> my wife Sandra and I call her and speak to her for an hour. Sometimes we talk about the same thing every day. But the most important thing is that we are connected again. During our conversations, I can feel that she's more concerned with my well-being than her, than her own. You know, yeah, mother's see. love. Yes. Oh, such a lovely way of um, relating what the this pandemic has done in in making us more aware of um, our our the love that we have and the love that we have to give, even in the midst of the the suffering. I've seen yeah. a lot of cardinals too, and those are wonderful. It's they're they 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 are they're beautiful birds. So, well, one of the focus of the the of this um, few weeks in the podcast Inner City Spirit is to see the the scripture from Station Number Four, the Road to Emmaus. See how how it's relevant in our time. And I wonder what your thoughts are on that. Uh, thank you. The Amaz story is one of my favorite passages. Mm-hmm. Mainly is it is about opening our eyes and seeing God amid the world around us, discovering how Jesus reveals himself to us continuously. Still, for different reasons, we do not see him. Jesus stands literally in front of us, but we don't recognize him. I'm going to share with you an experience that I had when I was the bishop in Costa Rica. During the year 2010, I met a group of eight women who were looking for a place to rent and store their sewing machines from which they made a living. Mm The priest of of the Ascension, one of the churches in San Jose, in Costa Rica, and I agreed to offer a space on on the second level of the building. The second level, along with the entire church building, was not in good condition. Mm -hmm. But they agreed to move in. Before they moved, the group talked to us about their reality. They were carrying a heavy load. They were HIV positive. Mm-hmm. Before uh, meeting us, they walked to many places looking for help. 
they knock on many doors, including nearby churches, and everyone told them it was not possible. We did not have much to offer apart from a small space in our building, but with the hope that through faith, we can always do great things, and through the love of God, everything is transformable. Within five years, within five years, these eight women organized and created an official association, non-profit organization, recognizing Costa Rica's Esperanza Viva. Wow. The group, the group has 250 women now. Most of the most of them single mothers, heads of households. Amazing. Yeah, these women and their needs have given the church a tremendous opportunity for service. Their presence in the, their presence in the country is so strong that they signed like a, four years ago, three years ago, an agreement with the World Bank to start a pilot project through which. They speak in public schools about HIV prevention methods. In cooperation with the Episcopal Church, they move into a house that functions as a training center, a clinic, and, um, and a micro-enterprise. All this was possible simply because the Lord opened our eyes. And by his revelation, we opened our doors. We opened our doors to these women who were walking around, confused, confused, looking for help. Jesus always takes the initiative and comes to us, but sometimes we cannot see him because we are very concerned with our affairs, with our concerns. But Jesus comes to us to listen to our cries and laments, and through his presence turns them into happiness and joy. Right now, he listens to our cry to get out of this crisis soon, but at the same time, accompanies us on this path so that we can learn to be more humble, supportive, and to understand that the importance of protecting and loving each other. I think Jesus always gives us opportunities to reveal himself to us. So, it is essential to remove the veil, the veil from our eyes. So I'm sure, I am sure you know the story of these women because a few years ago, a group of Trinity missionaries, they traveled to Costa Rica to collaborate with this group in the remodeling of their clinic. Thank you for your ministry. <laughs> I do, I remember that. And, um, uh, Rhonda went, and my son Samuel went, and um, I was supposed to go, but I ended up in the hospital with a gallbladder thing, so... <laughs> I remember that, too. <laughs> <laughs> but Rhonda was blessed, and um, the whole group was great, so thank you so much for... that. That's an uh, such a poignant... Um, beautiful example, lovely example of of exactly what the Stations of the Light is meant to help us do, which is to, to see Christ at work right in front of us and to help join in that work when, when we're presented opportunities 
effort to help in the transformation of people's lives for the better. Mm-hmm. Um, so the 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 third question goes along with that. Um, maybe just asking it a little in a little different way. You know, without being um, Pollyanna, which of course means you know not recognizing um, the harsh reality that that touches so many of us. Um, where have you seen the light, the power? had an encounter with resurrection in these times and how do you see the resurrection at work um of course you just gave us an example but but um uh, maybe another story where do you see the light of christ at work now yeah we face a situation never seen before Mm -hmm. i personally never imagined confronting an event of this nature From all corners of the planet, we hear that the coronavirus is propagating, and as it spreads, it causes disease, pain, fear, sadness, and death. Our fragility has been has been exposed, and and this pandemic does not distinguish borders, nor countries, skin color, social status, nor ages. There is a chaos in the world, and we don't uh, know how and when it it will end. As the as the pandemic grows, there are significant concerns, and many problems have come to light. Yeah. Our vision and values have also changed, and I see the light and resurrection and new life here at the forefront of the fight against this challenging situation new disciples and true prophets have emerged people who dedicate their lives to the well-being of all of us martyrs who have offered their lives to save the lives of our sick relatives mm-hmm. the doctors nurses uh, healthcare workers who struggle daily within their lives as risk to try to slow the progression of the disease. I can see light when I, I go into the supermarket and I can see the people working there, the staff supermarket, the farm workers who continue to provide us with food, Yes. Mm-hmm. the truck drivers who continue to transport medicines, food, mm-hmm. and the essential to live. And Every Tuesday, I can see the garbage collectors mm-hmm. or are preventing the disease from spreading. Yep. And scientists who work overtime trying to discover a vaccine to cure this disease, neither of them, neither of them is immune to illness, but they offer their time and lives um, for the common good. I can see light around them, around us. All of them have become blessed and messengers of hope. Um, Without a doubt, the world has changed and will continue to change as the days move forward. The economy will be affected worldwide, worldwide. Our societies will change. The countries 
will not be the same. And very high need will arise. Despite the contagion power of the, of this disease, the solution to stop its, its expansion seems to be simple. Uh, act in solidarity. Act in solidarity. Yes. Mm-hmm. Caring about each other and changing our individualistic attitude. We are all together in this serious problem and we are called to practice solidarity and mutual care. I think this is, uh, uh, I can see the light here too and the resurrection, a new life because solidarity will be the, founda- the foundation of our success. Yeah. We will learn to live in solidarity or we will suffer. Love for our love for our neighbor will become a fundamental rule to be able to get out of all this crisis, and that is the main gift and God has has given us. In the letter of the First Corinthians, uh, chapter thirteen, we read, "And now these three these three remain: faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love." Faith, hope, and love are the values, the gifts which Jesus has provided us to face this and any other crisis. Of these gifts, the greatest is love. I think the greatest lessons, the greatest lesson that God has given us is that his love has no limits. And for the love, that he has for us, he was able to offer his son for all of us. Nothing, there is nothing greater than the love of God. I can see hope, I can see uh, resurrection. When uh, we are in this process, using the love of God as a tool to resolve the problem. Oh, I can't tell you how much I needed to hear that today. Thank you for for your words. You know, it's so true and I hope that that one of the things that we um are able to hold on to um when the pandemic is um a little less scary um is this newfound respect for people who are you know essential workers and instead of just taking people for granted we were able to see the value and the light of their work in our lives and how they're the glue of society that keeps us together so thank you so do you have any final thoughts or reflections for the listeners Today, Bishop. I think it's important for us, like uh, we are doing and we are inviting all members of our churches to continue uh, in praying, mm-hmm. to, con- to continue praying. Yes. I think uh, I invite uh, uh, to continue praying for the sick. May the Lord bring them to full health and restore them to those love them. Mm-hmm. I think we need to continue praying for all those 
insulated in their homes. Yes. For all those who have died and those who grieve their loss in isolation. isolation. Mm-hmm. For decision makers, we need to pray for them at all levels. May the Lord send them wisdom and good counsel to serve their communities. I know the program, the problem we have before us is enormous. Yeah. But we know that God is much, is much greater than this. Well, thank you for your thoughtful, faithful, prayerful words and observations today. Um, it's been so wonderful to know you for a very long time now, and I'm very proud to um, have you in the same diocese where I serve and to call you bishop. So stay well, stay safe, and give my best to Sandra and to your mother when you talk to her tonight. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Now I'm going to change the conversation. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you, Bishop. Take care. Thank you for joining us once again for Stations of the Light on the podcast Inner City Spirit. Especially thankful for music by Palayo Parlade, our special guest, friend Bishop Hector Montoroso of Guatemala, Costa Rica, and Texas, and for Colin Boothby, our producer. Join us or find out more about Trinity at www.trinitymidtown.org. God bless.